0: Love Talk Radio.
1: You are now tuned into the best fatherhood radio show in the world. Furthering Fathering Radio Show. It is the Furthering Fathering Radio Show. The the, the brothers are back in the building. Brother J in NYC and Brother L in the ATL. The the, the Furthering Fathering Radio Show star in five. Four, three, two, one. You ready? L- let's get the conversation started. I emphasize that if
0: anyone is listening to this as a replay or listening to it live, connect with further and fathering. You will be encouraged. You will be edified. The 20, 30 minutes that we're on the radio chopping it up is nothing compared to the energy and the strength you will receive from men. Who love you just because you're a man and then as they get to know you they speak
1: life to you they challenge you they affirm you and they enable you to be powerful where you're
0: needed which is with your family brother Derek you're that one it's not only, uh, it's not only uh, good for the child but I think it's a mandate from God um, I think the heart of the father belongs to men God has called us to be that for as many children as we can, so I don't echo everything you said, I'm, I'm, I'm fully on board with that, and I think uh, the call is for more men to embrace that truth so that we can begin to rebuild our community, our nation, one family at a time.
2: Yes, the brothers are back
1: in the building How you doing? And we are grateful that you are back with us For another week of excitement I am your co-host Brother L, also known as Lamont Jones In the (laughs) ATL And on the other line I have my partner in crime And I say that, but me and the brother We never did any crime together It just sounds good, that's what you know it as Brother (laughs) J, also known as Pastor Jeremy Maynard, but I call him Bishop. Bishop, how you doing today, my brother? Oh, you
2: know what I want to say. I'm excited (laughs) to be alive. Come on. Yes, Yes. the devil is a liar. Technical difficulties cannot hold us back. The brothers are back in the building. Yes.
1: Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes.
2: Yes. So this week we have a dynamic show for you on this incredible April 5th, 2022, but you know how we always do, we start off by honoring our Heavenly Father. And I'm going to read from Matthew 25, uh, verses 35 to 40, and it reads as follows, for I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick. And you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king answered and, and said to them, Assuredly I say to you in as much did it to one of the least of these my brethren you did it to me. Hallelujah Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord for you are furthering fathering. Teach us as fathers to be kind as you are patient and kind. Help us to live out of the, the grace you have given us the mercy you've given us by being gracious and merciful to others. On this call, we expect you to show up. But most of all, we expect dads, children, wives, women to listen to this and not only be inspired but capture some nuggets and grow from it. So we thank you, Lord, for out of the multitude of counsel, our purposes are established. So thank you, Lord. In the master's name of Yeshua HaMashiach, for an incredible show, amen and amen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen,
1: brother. You you know, Jay, what an incredible time Uh, last week, man. I mean, you know, uh, having our guest, Bishop Harris, he really brought some fire he really brought a lot of nuggets i mean um and we so sorry you know to our listening audience it was it, just as it was getting good he was answering some questions uh we had our dashboard was lit up we had other callers coming in uh but but jay you know he talked about us dads being strategic and yes. um um that's so important you know think think about it jay we we strategize our careers we strategize a fitness plan Will strategize going again, going to buy a home. You you name it. We put strategies in place for so many things. But you know, what does it look like to strategize be, be, being a father, Jade? Like what what does that look like? You know, I'm glad yeah. he brought that up. <laughs> I, 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 I'm excited that he brought that up because you know dads that don't know. Um, Jeremy and I we produced a book called Dad's Life Plan: Training the Heart and Mind to Power Through and And that's exactly why we did it we We wanted Daz to be strategic with with planning what what does it look like to plan and 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 it's very simple you you just have to wake up with that in your mind, you know with that on your mind you know we talk about vision, looking at the man in the mirror, facing adversity, um how to deal with your emotions you know h- how to reset you know how to pause reset healthy living i mean et cetera, et cetera et cetera i mean, but when Bishop Harris said it. We didn't get a chance to talk about it, so I just wanted to bring it up. And and for those that may be interested, you know, go visit our website at uh, www.furtherandfathering.org and um, get the. It will bless you. It will bless you.
2: Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. You know, we had a great time putting it together, but um, we did. You know, we're 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 in a a great time at Further and Father where you know we're blessed to be the first national nationally syndicated uh, fatherhood radio show and uh, we're excited about this guest we have coming. Um, I'm going to read a little bit about him. Sharon sure. Pickney is a seasoned award-winning community leader and change architect. His 25 years of community impact and legacy as a nonprofit executive chaplain, life coach, and mentor spans the poorest and the most vulnerable citizens to professional athletes and affluent, and the affluent uh, professionals across the nation. He, he is a champion of healthy models of, for fathering, manhood, and leadership. And it is a, so, a sought-after speaker. He's a sought-after speaker for workshops, conferences, keynote addresses on non-for-profit leadership, optimization, customer service, communication, and healthy relationship dynamics. He's a phenomenal man who's trained over 6,000 men. Um, his, mm. He has a vision uh, at uh, Harvest Center as the premier Christian care non-chronic homeless men, women, and facil- uh, facility for men, women, and families. Uh, he lives in North Carolina, Charlotte, uh, and is uh, a 25-year married to a Terry and has six incredible children. And I would like to bring, bring, bring on with us the incredible... Colin Pickney, how you doing, how you Colin? Boy. Oh my goodness,
0: you just made my day, brother. You know how to make my man. Feel good. You can you hear me all right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You can hear me? Yeah. Good. I, I think, you think you can get out of Zoom. Yeah, we're gonna close
2: the Zoom. Close Zoom, okay.
0: Close Zoom, okay. Yeah. Yeah. How about now? Can you hear me all right, brother? Yes, I'll hear clear. Great. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. So, so, Colin, Colin, how are you? Yeah, I'm better than I how? deserve, brother. I, I am. I'm doing so much better than I deserve. God is good, um, and and we are moving right along with a, a season of change and flux, and yet we're finding, in the midst of all this change and all these challenges, God to be. Uh, who he says he would be, and that is faithful. And so um, I'm doing great, man. I'm I'm like you guys. You guys always make my day when I get to talk to you. So thank you. <laughs> you're, you're, you're welcome. We, we love you, man. We love you. We love you, Colin. We, and I know we, it, and I feel it. I thank God for it. I really do.
2: <laughs> well, you know, we go back like vertebrae, and um, oh. Uh, uh, we've, you know, we've been connected before further father was even a, a formed. Uh, um, we were all on a national call where, you know, there's a lot of healing and transparency amongst men, you know, sharing ideas and wisdom. And, and, and thank you, my brother. and love you. Uh, uh, years ago, uh, we've been uh, 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 speaking with each other, encouraging each other. We have so much in common. And uh, 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 how, you know, how is the family? And, uh, and I want to piggyback that with what new thing, because you always have a lot of things going on, being the chaplain of the, the, the Hornets and the, the, uh, the executive director of Harvard Center. You have a lot going on, but you're also a husband, a, a son, and a dad. So what has been occupying your focus recently, giving all the hats you wear?
0: Well, I will tell you, brother. The way I answer that first and foremost is I'm riding shotgun. God, God's <laughs> got this. Thing. I'm just in the front yeah. seat, looking out the passenger window, just amazed at the view, the things that God is showing me, the places He's going, and 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 allowing me to be alongside to see, you know, first in my own family and then in my community, and then in other areas where He's just kind of opening doors. I mean, I'm just in a season of just. Sort of elderly appreciation, you know. I've got a few grayer hairs and a, and, a, and a lot less hair, uh, and yet I'm finding more than ever God to be faithful in the midst of all the various ways that life shows up. Right? Uh, yeah. There are many great things God's doing in our ministry. Um, I'll tell you about those in a little bit, and, and our family. But we're, you know, we're in that season like the rest of this nation. Dare say the world. Uh, I'm experiencing the same sort of uh, emotional challenge for to stay balanced, to stay in a foundation, because everything I see in the natural is so counter to what I have deeply embedded in my heart, that our world would get better, that our families would get better, that our communities would get better. And I'm challenged in this season that, with all the wealth and prosperity that we have acquired, with all the intellectual capacity that continues to flourish, that our relationship, the context of our homes, uh, is eroding as fast as the next app on iTunes, right? Uh, and yeah. we all see it and feel it. You know, one thing I've done here in this past couple of years is I've added a daily devotional to my morning devotion that's all about um, – Handling grief and trauma, right? It's a devotion on yeah. grief, uh, and, and, and you know I've experienced some deaths, some dear friends, some fathers who've lost sons in the past year, um, and it has really anchored me. Uh, and that's not that's not anything I ever thought that I would have to add to my my regimen as my daily regimen of, of doing life, of obeying God, that I would have to process on a daily, on a, in a daily way grief. And loss, right, because everything about our faith and our life we champion victory right we're winning we're 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 above and not beneath we're the head and not the tail we've got these great um, mantras, and yet the reality we face is there is a decaying happening all yeah. around us and i'm I like you guys I know am processing um, what I'm feeling and what I'm experiencing and 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 having to really recalibrate my perception, right? Yes. And, and, and 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 really uh fortify my faith. Right. And it's it's not much different than what what Moses had to do when he was leading a bunch of disobedient people out of a, a wilderness into a promised land and you know, we, we all have our seasons as men, as fathers, as leaders, where God allows the context of our world to press in on us and calls us to ponder more deeply the things we say we believe and why we believe them, and that's where I'm at right now. Um oh, you know, my kids are doing. That's yeah, that's
2: awesome. That's phenomenal. Yeah, did you go on. You said your kids are doing great.
0: Well, I, the kids are growing up. I found out if you keep feeding your kids real good, they like to come back home and keep eating your food and driving your cars. <laughs> <laughs> spending good money. You know, whoever whoever been a cash app is from the devil, I think. I mean, <laughs> that's the fastest way to empty my bank account, and my kids. I don't think they appreciate it as much. But you know what? And, and, and I say that in jest, but I tell you what. One of the greatest satisfactions I have as a dad is when one of my children who are waiting college, who are uh, I've got three who are in college, two right now. Who, are, my son, graduates in May, finishes four years. I got another daughter who's just excelling in her scholars, in her uh, athletics, and her scholars at college. And another daughter who's working on her doctorate degree. You know, I remember a time when I couldn't imagine having the resources to send six kids to college, and yet God has allowed my wife and I to send five kids already, with one on the way, with two postgraduate degrees, and yet we still got a little bit of money in the bank, and so. I get, I get a sense of satisfaction every time my Cash App account goes to zero uh, because I know I get a sense of what our Heavenly Father experiences when we call on him and say, Dad, I'm not asking you for a stone. I'm asking you for some bread. Will you will you bless me? And he shows up. And so that I level of satisfaction in my fathering that I didn't know I would experience like this because, you know, I was I was raised to see money, in a very uh, sort of deficient way, right? I never had a lot of it, and you was you had to be very careful about how you spend it, right? And my wife right. and I, we're we good stewards of budgeting, but I smile when my account goes to zero. Why when I know I've just Well, because cause when I know I've just cashed out my daughter's $60 um, to go spend time with her fellow students at her school at, at Winston-Salem State University, and she's celebrating a birthday of one of the girls on the team and she says, Dad, you know, Tamika's having a birthday, can you send me sixty dollars? I wanna get her a gift and we wanna take her out to dinner. And and I smile because that's what we taught our kids. That when someone has a milestone, you celebrate them. Mm. Every one of our kids' birthdays. We had we made my son just turned twenty one and if we were on Zoom I could send you some pictures where well, we made him wear the family birthday hat and the cool glasses. <laughs> It's my birthday, and 20-year-old, 20-year-old black boy wearing a hat sitting around the table with his family being celebrated is something we, we got to keep doing, right? And so when my kids yeah. start taking these values out of our home and into their context, even if it empties my bank account, I'll take it every time. So that's Hallelujah. what I mean. Yeah, my kids are taking yeah. our values to be givers, to sow seed, to, 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 to celebrate others. When they do that, they, my kids know they got me at that. They got me at hello on that When I know they're using the resources that God has blessed my wife and I with to lift up other people around them. I, I just, I'll do it every time.
2: That, that's powerful. That's powerful. You know, you know. Yeah. You definitely wear a lot of hats. And uh, Yeah. We always say at the core of every leadership position a man holds is ultimately a fatherhood position. Um, you're yeah. talking about your fatherhood journey, and even your mentoring. Yeah. Why yeah. Uh, Why is that your passion? Why is fatherhood and mentoring your passion?
0: Yeah, and, well, i tell you what's interesting, because there was a season in my life that when I didn't have the value, uh, you know, I, I think I've always had this value for fathering because of my own life experience of growing up without my dad and seeing the the continual impact that has, even at this this late stage in life, I'm still seeing uh, the impact of a fatherless home on a mom right now who is in the hospital. We're caring for her, and she's mm-hmm. in that she's final stages. And I get to see what it looks like when a woman lives her life without the the, the emotional financial support of the man who who she bore children with. And she's finishing her days, and she's solely dependent on her children to stand in the gap where she can't call on my dad because he's he's gone, he's deceased. But even before that, he he had left, and she had to fend for herself. And so it it causes the rest of us to live in that void and that gap. And we, we we're honored to do it, but it's I'm so aware of it now. Every time I go visit my hosp- my mom at the hospital, I go this evening. I'm aware that this woman's dying, and her. My father is nowhere to be seen. In how I show up, and if I right. show up in a redemptive way, if I show up in a caring way, then for a, just for a moment, it can it can fill the void. But it makes me all more diligent to make sure that I fortify myself financially and otherwise, so that my wife, when that day comes, will feel a sense of strength and empowerment. My children. Uh, will be empowered because I will have lived my life in such a way that even in passing, I'm still present with them. So that's how it's still impacting me, my whole journey, even to this day. Uh, It's impacting me in some profound ways. It's making me think more deeply even about when I get giving myself permission to step back and celebrate. You know, not in, a very, not in an yeah. egotistical, arrogant way, but to, to – and it's sort of a – it's a self-care pat on my back when I can look at my children, and though they're not perfect, and though I'm not perfect, I can look at them and see the residue of what what their lives have become because I've been present. And, oh. and, 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 and that, that's a journey that I didn't know I'd get to experience as a little boy without a dad. And as I'm experiencing it, I'm having, to, I'm having to give myself permission to say, wait a minute, dude. There comes a time when you just have to say, well done, good and faithful, right? It's yeah, the blessing yeah. of the Father. He, he spoke over his son, Jesus. Before Jesus did any earthly acts to help anybody, to serve anybody, to save anybody's soul, to lay down his life, his Father from heaven spoke to the world and said, that's my boy. And I am pleased with. Him. And I'm pleased yeah. with him. And I think we as dads, and society surely doesn't help. But we do, we just got to be our. We got to encourage our own selves in the Lord. And that's what I'm doing in this season of my life. I'm I'm giving myself a satisfaction score, you know, on a scale of one to ten. I'm 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 not I'm not scoring myself based on my performance, because then I'm always in flux, right? It, it's and I'm not scoring myself. This is the key, guys. This is what I'm appreciating in this season. I'm not scoring my satisfaction as a father based on how my kids are turning out.
1: Yeah. Because if yeah. I do
0: that, then I'm at risk of, as one of, one, soon as one of my kids gets put in jail or gets on drugs, a daughter gets pregnant out of wedlock or all these, these societal norms that we say are bad, then I have to lower my score. <laughs> and think about that. And, and I'm going to say, you know what? I just believe that we as dads, especially dads like you and Jay and L, what you guys have persevered through all these years to keep this platform alive, you know what? That's worth a, a self, self-care self pat on your back because everybody mm. doesn't do that, right? Everybody doesn't persevere. And you don't get to control the outcomes. You don't know who's listening. Now, maybe you know some of the listeners, but you get a pat on the back as a father for me because you just did it. Now the outcome is left up to God. But too yeah. often we dads and society only give ourselves credit when the outcome is good and positive. And think about it this way, guys: if our heavenly Father only gave Himself the the credit, the joy of being a great father when all His kids did well, then He'd be the most miserable father in the universe because
2: Amen. His
0: kids are not. His kids screw up all the time. His kids <laughs> always drop the ball. They always mess up, right, if we're honest, right? Yes. right. I mean, I, mean, I know we're gonna, maybe we'll talk about Will and Chris, right, but if, if our Heavenly Father yes. scores himself as a father based on whether or not a man believes that it's violence perpetrated against anybody else is, is not good and his kids are down there perpetrating violence, then he's got to own that, right? Yes. But. But as fathers, here's the deal. Here's what we here's what we give ourselves a ten. If you're still there, and I'm speaking now to the audience, right? I'm gonna speak to you. Yes. yes. Yeah, we're listening. If, if you're still <laughs> listen, guys, if you're paying child support in 2022, and I know it's hard, and I know you don't get to do other things, you get a ten in my book. Whether that mm. child ever gets the money, whether mama, look, you get a ten from me. If, if, if you have to even. If, you, if you've been ostracized by your family because of past mistakes, but you're in the game now, and you're showing up, and you still aren't getting credit in the natural, people still aren't coming over and giving you the redemptive hug, so glad you're here, and you're still getting, you know, you get a 10 from me. Because this right. satisfaction of the father is not based on the results of our children turning out to be perfect specimens of beings, right? Because we don't have that guarantee. I mean, right? But it does press us to continue the good fight, right? And so yeah. I, I'm in that process. I'm in that season. Most of my my youngest child is 21, and I'm just patting myself on the back because they didn't kill themselves, and they ain't in jail, and they they're going to college. But more than that, I didn't leave them. I stayed. Mm. Yeah, and it wasn't always easy, right? So I know for some of us brothers, we we got that performance anxiety deal going on, right? Yeah. And I'm saying, look, no, give yourself a 10. If you stayed, if you're still there, if you're still sending in the checks, if you're still holding it down and you're still showing love and action and indeed, I believe your heavenly father even says, well done. That's my son, and I'm pleased in him. And we just got to, we got to, for our own mental, you know, it's about mental stability too, guys, right? If we keep beating ourselves over performance issues, man, we're going to, I mean, yeah, I, I hate to keep alluding to the Will Smith thing, but I mean, yeah. well, we're going in
2: to the past,
0: <laughs> right. So anyway, I'll shut up. And I'll, I'll let you ask some more
2: questions. you know, you are the ED, the executive director of the Harvard Center, the visionary uh, dealing with yeah. chronic, non-chronic homelessness, and yeah. um, you, you know, what are the primary issues? Uh, running, you're running into, given the medical and economic and spiritual climate, we find ourselves in in the nation. And uh what do you do where there are holes in the dam and you need to plug them where homelessness is concerned, homelessness is concerned?
0: Yeah, well, I tell you, one of the, the, the glaring realities that people don't always see, but it's glaring to me because I see it every day. It literally, an hour before we got on the line, we just enrolled a new family into the passport program where we take non-chronic homeless families through a a holistic program, 18 months of wraparound services and care and life skill building and all those things and the the glaring reality is that almost always and I say 70% to 80% of the time, the reality that I'm confronted with and my staff sees and I know it breaks my heart is that we get to do this work because there are so many fathers who are not in the picture and it happened again an hour ago when we moved in a sweet young family, a lady named Lauren and her two kids, um, and and they're without a home and they need a place to stay. But they're also without a dad in the home. Uh, and and while I thank God for the opportunity to stand in the gap, I'm, I'm all it's all I'm all the more um, aware that there's an the issue of homelessness is almost always related to uh, a fathering health and well being, and men overall, men in general. Being able to persist in their relationships in healthy ways that does not subject that family to homelessness and poverty. Uh, and so as we do the work that we do to heal that family and to resource and educate, we also do a lot of relationship training and building. And I make sure my staff, we've got some strong men on my staff who show up in very, in very humbling and nurturing ways so that we can start to recalibrate these these women, these mothers minds and hearts around what a healthy man can look like and what she could aspire towards uh even coming out of this. In some cases it you know, there's reconciliation, but in, in almost all cases, the fathering void gives me a place to do ministry and work and though it's much to celebrate it also breaks my heart at the same time. Because I know those men don't want that for their families. If they could see on the other side, what it looks like when you abandon a woman and her children, and that they could come to places. Now, fortunately, our home, our, our campus we make sure is a high is a, is a place of excellence, and and our families move into fully equipped apartments with two bedrooms with all brand new furniture. I mean, the average cost of equipping in one of our homes for our families is about fourteen thousand wow. uh, dollars, and we've got twenty of those homes. So yeah. imagine keeping those homes equipped so that every family who comes through gets a sense of dignity and, and, and love and care and comfort and peace and calm, a place that they probably have never been in their life. And yet a lot of other, if they, if they didn't have us to turn to, they'd have to go to a shelter, right? And, and yes. be in a place where it's not comfortable. And it's not a place that you want to live. You don't want to raise a kid there. But in our place, you know, it's it's a great place to raise a family, and yet the families are broken. So it, it, it's, it's just non-chronic thing for me. When I hear non-chronic, is, is it just means fatherless. It's another term for fatherlessness, right? Wow. Almost always. Yeah. And so um, – but it's a work wow. I love. You guys know. So.
2: Yeah, I remember being down there in Charlotte, and you taking me around when you first started buying homes, and uh, you, yeah. you, you could – from your facility, you can literally see where the uh, Panthers play. And um, yep. to see what you're doing down there uh, is inspiring, that you, you, you are reaching out to those, uh, uh, as the Scripture said, that, that uh, are without, the least of these, the the, the ones yep. that are looked down upon. You're looking to, to lift what we're called to do as fathers, and that's what we're called to do as leaders. Um, before we go- uh, before we go to the last question um we we have a few minutes uh I don't know if l has, has has something in the queue for us <laughs>
1: yeah before 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 we uh hit our commercials um Colin i just wanna piggyback off of something that you said, uh because i you know we we always- w- wanna encourage um our listening audience. You know, yeah. uh, and, and and although you 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 was talking to dads, but parents in general, you know, um, think about that. Your, your score doesn't depend on the outcome of your child. When when That's you're right. there, you did all that you was there to do, right? Because yeah. you know, again, again, you you took the parent role. You nurtured. You loved. Yeah. You provided. Yeah. You did all of those things. Your yeah. score should not depend on the outcome. When That's you true. set yep. the guardrails, you 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 set the provision. I, I, I love that, Colin, because yep. um, we've had conversations with a lot of men and and yep. and, and moms where yep. they feel that they were responsible and they took on that extra burden, that extra stress, which really was the cause of them spiraling out, ne- yep. needing needing some additional help because they 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 fell into that pocket of depression, Um, and and I love that, you know, and that was really what uh, our last week, you know, we we had Bishop Harris on, and uh, Mm. one of the callers called in and, you know, still was carrying the neglect of Dad, although Dad was a a, a preacher, Bishop, you know, uh, she was trying to move forward, and and, and Bishop reminded her that it wasn't it could not it, it could have been that he did the best that he knew it wasn't that yeah. he did it purposely and and yeah. and you know and and it really you know it hit me it really hit me and I thought yeah. about that I was like wow you know what we we always have that over someone's head that you did that intentionally but what if what if i you know they didn't know better right they said when you know better you do better what what if they just didn't know they were just trying to pour love from an empty jar. And, 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 you know, yeah. you know, the end result to that. So I, I just wanted, I just wanted to share that, man, but, um, oh, yeah. that that was a big one. That was a big one. But thank you for sharing that, Colin.
0: Well, I'm glad to share it. And, and, and I, and I hope the, and again, I, I'm a, um, I'm for the family, right? I'm not just for dads, man. I am for the family. You guys know that. Uh, and yet we know that societally what we have, what, Society has given us is this constant, um, this consistent battering down of men because of their their failed performance, right? Even when they're in the home, right? Even when they are, then we we got all the research studies to prove that if a dad doesn't engage, we got all that, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I will mm-hmm. tell you though, the, the, the only way we can even score if we can get dads to embrace for themselves their own sense of satisfaction. That at the end of the day, if you're doing the best you can, you get credit for that. And and, and and we have to champion that. We have to do it for ourselves first and then for other men. And hopefully the rest of society will take on that That as we do it for ourselves, right? If we take care of our own selves emotionally that way, um, then that spreads, right? Because if we're also walking around feeling less than and beat down and behaving in ways that, well, I can't get over my own trauma because I can't. No, we can do better. We can do better. We've got to do better. So, More on that in a book to come soon about fathering satisfaction scores, which is something I've I've yet to see done, and I think that's something God wants me to do is to help fathers um, affirm their scores and their satisfaction.
2: Oh, that's powerful. That's powerful. That's powerful. Yeah. Um, We're down to uh, three or four minutes in the show. And, you know, um, the title of this was talking about your chaplaincy at the Hornets, you know, and, um, uh, um, you've seen what it's like for multimillionaires to be a little immature. And you know, what we saw at the Oscars, uh, uh, yeah. a near billionaire who, who, who got caught in immaturity and spiritual influence and, and, and triggers. And, um, yeah. you, you know, some dads, you know, um, have done damage and we were just talking about that. And, and, um, In your advice to family and regarding legacy and in your wise counsel, what advice would you have given Will after the incident in similitude to what you would give to a ball player or any dad?
0: Yeah. Well, post the event, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you look at that, you wish you could have been in the – you know, I, see, and this is indicative of, of our society, and this is why we have to get men to own their own, affirm themselves first, because yeah. everyone, as I saw, stood and watched, and that is that's that's indicative of what happens in communities across the nation, and we wait till violence erupts and then we react. And there's all, and there's usually a wind of opportunity to step in, but we have got to find a ways to be courageous and say, hey, hey, will, whoa, 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 bro, <laughs> have a seat, man, right, <laughs> sit down, dude, you know. I, and that didn't happen, right? And then, right. and and then all everybody gets begins to pontificate after the fact and say all these noble and great things. And and but here's one thing, I'm gonna get in trouble with this one. I'm gonna risk it because again, if I don't, if I go to my grave with this, then I won't live with myself. I loved Denzel Washington, and what he said to Will I thought was good. But this is the vice I would have said to Will. I said, Will, let me tell you about the devil. He doesn't really care about you being on top. He's looking for you in dark places. He's looking for you in the shadows of your life. And he's already won the battle before you ever go on the stage, before you ever get to the mountaintop. If you aren't dealing with your emotional context off the stage, in the In the private places, in those places where you're feeling some kind of way and you're feeling less than that's where the devil meets you, and then he doesn't care if you get to the top because then when you get to the top, he shows and displays that he beat you before you ever got there, right, and so we only and this', is, and this is athletes if we only say to them things like, well, be careful when you get to the top, the devil's there, then you've already lost." So yeah. i got to say to Bill Smiths and my sons and other people, look, don't be tricked with that. The devil doesn't care if you get to the top or not, because you and I both know, right, you and I know guys who are in prison, who are in the gutters of life. They've never been on top, but the devil has been kicking their butt with this fatherless thing. The devil has yeah. been eating their lunch with their sense of inadequacy and their sense of per- lack of purpose, and we have got to... Stop. See, what we do is we, we deify in our society success and that stuff, and then we then we want to pontificate about these. No, the devil don't care if you ever make it to the top. He wants to kick your butt when you're down. He wants to find you when you're at your lowest. All you got to do is look to Scripture. And j- the devil came after Jesus after he was hungry, after he was yeah. exhausted, at the bottom. And he met him in a wilderness place, and he began to tempt him and say, I got you now, right? He ain't showing off. Jesus ain't on the stage. Jesus is in a wilderness, and Satan came after him. And that, that, that's got to be a message to us fathers. He comes after us in the obscure places, in the dark places, in the lonely places, in our sadness and in our sorrow. And that's why we've got to, what our world's given us now with emotional well-being. We've got to process that better. Yes. We we got to help. So anyway, man, that's what I would say to Will. Look, it ain't about the mountaintop, bro. It's about those shadows in your life. We got to go back and we got to address those things lovingly and caringly and say, Will, it's okay that you're dead and it's okay. You're not wrong because you couldn't protect your mom. That's not your fault, Will. That's not your battle. Somebody else failed, right? And we got to yeah. speak truth to so anyway, I could talk about that all day
2: because okay. I did. We're gonna have to bring you back on because we're gonna have to close now. <laughs> we're gonna have to bring you back on because there's so much. We, we, we yeah, after I this right? Onion, kick <laughs> <me off>. <laughs> I this <laughs> now. You gonna kick me off? I love this. <laughs> no, that. Colin, what, what,
1: what, but what, 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 what you're saying though is 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 amazing, and I and I love it, and I love it because you know, Bishop. I I, I know we're gonna close in a minute, but let let me. I just want to say to to Colin, thank thank you for that addition. You know because, yeah. uh, you know, uh, just grabbing a piece of that and running with it um, doesn't make it the end all beat all. There there are other ways that you're you know that you you know the devil hits you. you know Jeremy and I, we talk about it all the time. You know he yeah. uh, hit the finance hit hit your loved ones and and, and you Come know on. and 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 that's some, that's some subtle subtle things. But you're right. When yeah. you're at your lowest of lows, you know what? You know he's not going to let you back up either. He's going to bury you if he can, given the opportunity. So I'm glad. I'm glad that you 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 did mention that. It's just not at those high places, man. Good
0: stuff. Good stuff. No, it's not. So yeah. And I, one thing I would say to Will, man, I don't know that anybody did this, and this is the void I know from. I carried forward in my marriage that I inherited from my lack of fathering is that nobody ever did a good job of saying to me, "Hey, Colin, what you did was wrong." I got away with stuff, and nobody ever corrected it, right? And nobody yeah. ever. And that's what a dad can be: the voice of, "Say, hey, son, I love you, but what you said just now was wrong, son. I, yeah. I, I, I think I love you. What you just did was wrong, and it was hurtful." And not it's not about you being wrong- you're not a bad person, but you did a bad thing, and you men, we have got to be able to handle that when we step out of line. the voice of the father says to us what you did was wrong, but I still love yeah. you if we don't if we only do one or the other, then we miss what I believe is healthy fathering. if I only come and console you when you've done something wrong and say it's okay. But I don't ever. You don't hear your father say, "Son, what you did was wrong." You got to hear that. Yes, we need that. Mm-hmm. Then we need the nurture on the other side. And say, "Now nah, let's now let's work on this." And I don't know <laughs> that anything I've heard that anybody said in that day. Well, what you did was wrong, man. It was wrong. <laughs> so it's anyway, quite that's blank. what I. That's,
2: quite blank. Yeah. It was wrong. You, you be, know, it
0: was wrong. Yeah.
2: You know, as as, as prophet, priest, and king. The prophet takes the word from God to the people, whether they like it yeah. or not, whether it's blessing or warning. Uh, he, yeah. he, the, the priest takes the concerns of the, of the people to God, the, the intercessors. Yeah. But the king is given authority to set boundaries. And you're talking about right. uh, one of our core it. principles, our center principle, uh, which is accountability. Mm-hmm. And accountability comes but. after honor and encouragement. And But you have to have it. So that you have truth in your relationship and a relationship yeah. with the truth. You see, when you're used yeah. to, to to pretending and you and you're used to your avatar presenting for you, the truth right. hurts all the more because you're hurting yourself. Powerful time, powerful word, and we know you have to bring yeah. it back on. You know we have to bring well, it I'm... back on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you just call me, brother. Not not what <laughs> you have <laughs> So, I so and we'll for
2: go ahead,
1: go ahead. Go ahead Al. <laughs> No, no, I wasn't saying that. That was Colin. Colin, it was, but Colin, you already know we we gotta have you back, man. Because I know last time I was down there with you, my wife and I came down, and uh, we you gave us the grand tour of the new property. I, I love to hear more of what you're doing and. Um, I'm sure God is just expanding your borders because um, you know He honors the yeah. faithful man. And I know you guys are doing some tremendous work down there at the Harvest Center. So uh, we, we definitely want you back to, to tell us yeah. what's going on, what you're doing, and how about bringing one of those one or two of those families on, man, to really give us you know what right, what they're feeling love and how they're growing and how they're developing. We would love to get 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 them on as well with you. Deal, deal. You got it. You
0: got it. You just call and I'm there. Awesome. <laughs> awesome.
2: Well, 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 we we are extra thankful uh, to Colin Pickney. Further and farther into the core, <laughs> a man after okay. our own heart. <laughs> I love you, guys. Yeah. Amen. Love you, Colin. Love you, Colin. Well, this yes. is further and fathering. Where fatherhood is elevated, families are empowered, and communities are transformed by our five core principles. We spell the word heart, H E A R T. Honor, encouragement, accountability, reconciliation and training. We thank you, Lord, for you a furthering fathering. We thank you in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Until next time, be excited to be alive.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, brother. Amen. Till next week. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Look-